Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolf. Well, we're talking about uh, we're talking about rejection again today, and specifically, uh, uh, just encouraging us to continue to reject rejection. Uh, I want us to be lovers. God wants us to be lovers. Amen. God wants us to be lovers, and I was thinking a little bit about, uh, you know, sometimes we have smoke on us. You know, uh, uh, Daniel's buddies, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember them? Remember they went through the fiery furnace, and then there was the fourth man in the fiery furnace with them, yes? And then the crazy thing is when they came out, uh, it says they had no smell of smoke. No smell of smoke. And so rejection, offenses, injuries. Jesus said in Luke 17, 1, be sure of this, offenses will come. Now, rejection in our lives can be like a fiery furnace. And one thing God wants... Uh, to do with us is get the smoky smell off of us. So how cool is it that we can be restored? How cool is it that we can be people who have no smell of smoke on us? How cool is it that God can restore our hearts so well from injury and offense and, and, and being ostracized and hurt and, and overlooked How cool is it that God can restore us so well inwardly that people don't know what we've been through? God wants people surprised when they hear our testimony. He doesn't want them to say, oh yeah, I guessed. Yeah, I mean, I just, wow. Yeah, I kind of knew. You kind of knew already? Must be a prophet. No, not really. I'm not prophetic at all. I just, like I can smell the smoke. Okay, that's not a very, I mean, our testimony needs to mature a little bit if people can still smell the smoke on our testimony. What we want is we want the grace to be so rich and so effective in healing us of our history and our hang-ups and, 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 and our relationship even to, even to a rejection-oriented home or family because this stuff runs in the blood and so we could even have come out of a rejection-oriented lineage. And God wants us so healed within our hearts and so fixed on Him and so deriving our worth, our value, our esteem from Him that we don't have the smell of smoke. Amen? And the smell of smoke comes through in, you know, the way we talk and the way we handle life and the way, because hurt people hurt people, right? except for at New Horizon Healing Center, right? We are being delivered from injuring as we've been injured. Uh, statistics are huge. You know, we've heard the statistics, something like 98.5% 98 
of people that have been abused will either go on to be abusers themselves or marry an abuser. It's amazing how high, and, and so don't, don't throw that into some, don't throw that into some factor of those who are in the domestic violence group because abuse can be very small. Abuse is simply, the, the terminology means abnormal use. It could be the abnormal use of your mouth. And it really is related to us in our relationships falling short of the glory of God and falling short of the love of God and falling short of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is really the epitome of what God has for us. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, we are smoke-free. But when we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, think about it, right? But when we're drawn into uh, uh, aggressive behavior, when we're drawn into kind of the smoke of anger, uh, the residual of bitterness, frustration, impatience, when we're drawn into being caustic, being cynical, being judgmental, when we're, when we're drawn into that, that's all on the aggressive side, then that's contradictory. It's, 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 it's not the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit, Jesus said, narrow is the way that leads to life. Now, narrow is the way that leads to life in our behaviors. Narrow is the way that leads to life, though, in our relationships. Narrow is the way that leads to life that is the overflow of abundant life in our living. Narrow is the way. Well, you know what? I don't think the narrow way is over on the left in being passive or over on the right in being aggressive. The narrow way is right down the middle of the highway. Usually when I drive there, my kids say, what are you doing? Dad, why are you taking yours out of the middle? And it's usually because we're going way too fast on a windy road and mom's not with us. Hallelujah. Okay, so, but the narrow way, Jesus said, narrow is the way. And I don't know that he meant, you know, we, we come up with all sorts of legalistic interpretations of the narrow way. Okay, because we're legalists. We love legalism. We just love it. We love the Ten Commandments and, the, and we love the Torah and the Pentateuch and we can we just extrapolate millions of laws so that we can make sure that we are very righteous. And so as we talk about the narrow way in our history of legalism, oftentimes, you know, we have this, you know, this, you know, and so, you know, for mom and dad, the narrow way was, you know, in my growing up, no movies. You know, right? Okay, most of them aren't worth watching anymore nowadays anyway, but back in those days, actually, they weren't too bad. All right, so. And it was also, it was also no dancing. Right? So we defined the narrow way, you know, right? And so, and it was, you know, I mean, you couldn't let your body wiggle. If you let your body wiggle, that was a, that was a dance. And everyone knew that that was not holiness. If your body wiggled to the beat of a drum because we know that drums come from the devil. If your body wiggled to the beat of a drum or the thump of a bass note, because we know that the thump of a bass note comes from the devil too. So if your body wiggled, you had moved out of holiness into unholiness, transgressed the Spirit of God, 
and you had moved from the narrow way to the big fat wide way, and you were going to hell faster than a race car. Narrow, I really think that when Jesus said narrow, I, I think if we, would, if we would look at it this way in terms of the smoke of rejection, okay, the smoke of injury and offense and being overlooked and, and, and being hurt and being damaged and being spoken to harshly and, and, and all of the, the injurious things that happen to us, then I think if we would draw this in, I think there's some life and there's some truth to us because he says the narrow way leads to life. And, and it should be as simple as the way to life is not passive and it's not aggressive. The way to life is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, meekness, gentleness, self-control. And I missed... Kindness? Did I miss that one? I thought I missed long-suffering. Against such, there are no laws. Okay? So, you know, this, and this is right down the middle. And I think Ephesians 4.15 speaks right to it. In that, in relationships, Ephesians 4.15 says, When we mature into the fullness of Him, we will speak the truth in love. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in 5, exit 137, central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www newhcc.com that's newhcc.com come and discover a new horizon with us if you want to call us by the telephone 253-922-1502 we'd love to hear from you love to connect and get you to the restored life seminar when we mature into the fullness of him then in relationships we will speak the truth in love i think that that's a very a very helpful and healthy sign of how those who are led in and by the Holy Spirit in the fruit of the spirit relate to one another is i don't stop speaking i don't withhold speaking but I don't speak the truth in hatred, in bitterness, in frustration. And so this is part of also resolving conflicts. Part of resolving conflicts is resolving them well and resolving them in the Lord and resolving them rightly. And, and Ephesians 4, 24 through 26 talks about this. Don't, you know, resolve conflicts fast. He says, don't let the sun set on your anger. Be angry, but sin not. You know what happens if you hang on to a hurt or an injury long enough, instead of it going away, it tends to grow. And you start to think all sorts of evil things about what happened and why they did it. And so all of this yuck is going on and it's growing on the inside of you. Instead of you getting well, this seed of injury or offense is growing on the inside of you and it's getting worse. You're getting sick with it and you're giving place to what could become Hebrews 12:15 a root of bitterness right yes okay so over in Ephesians 4 don't be angry be angry but sin not 
Anger can be just a healthy emotion where there's been a transgression. Anger can be a healthy emotion to resolve an unrighteousness. Anger can be a healthy emotion to make things right where there's wrong. But anger also can be an open door to something unclean, something demonic, something extremely hurtful if you allow it to fester. And now as it festers, it progresses into wrong thinking and bitterness and an offense that leads you toward sin or leaves you smelling smoky. And now you start living out of a defense posture or a judgment posture or a posture of animosity and hurt yourself or control or fear or depression. We need to be so, uh, we need to be so uh, vigilant also. Listen to me. Look at me just for a moment. Romans chapter 13 says that authority is the minister of God. This is why it is important what authority says over you and and says with regard to you because Romans chapter 13 says that authority is the ministry of God unto you. So therefore, when authority fails to affirm you, when authority fails to speak over you, when there is a neglect of love, then the enemy uses that as an absence or in the neglect as a testimony of a contradiction of love. So then what happens is, then we begin to process, if authority feels this way about me, then maybe Papa feels this way about me. Because the enemy wants to visit the absence of authority embracing or affirming you and bring that message to you subconsciously or in the soul realm. And I want you to reject it this morning because wherever authority has failed you, God will not fail you. Wherever authority has not affirmed you, God will affirm you. Wherever authority has failed to minister rightly, the voice of Father toward you in love, Father wants to right now say, that's His heart toward you, that He loves you perfectly. And sometimes our authorities just, just didn't even know how to express it. There were a lot of fathers and a lot of authorities in our lives that loved us much greater than they could say, but the absence of the saying, the enemies used. And I want you to dismiss that right now. And I want you to just say right now, Father, I receive your love. I receive the ministry of your word over me. I receive fully your affirmation, even where it's been lacking, even where it was lacking from and by authority. I receive your love right now. Perfect love. Come on, just say it. Perfect love. Perfect love. Unconditional love. I receive it. And I dismiss, say it with me, I dismiss every contradiction, every testimony, every voice, every imagination that has contradicted your love has to go, has to go in Jesus' name. Some of us have uh, retreated or hidden ourselves away due to rejection and, and um, retreated maybe uh, 
And actually, maybe even, and, and God just said, Moses is the story for this morning. So this is crazy, but Moses is the story for this morning. Um, so, so we'll just stick with that because he said that, so, and he, he's pretty smart. Um, and so we'll stick with that. So Moses, uh, chapter 2, we know that he's born, Exodus chapter 2, he's born, he's beautiful, he's hidden away. Uh, uh, three months, and then he's placed in this reed basket, and then uh, the daughter of the Pharaoh grabs him, and he's taken up out of the water, and thus uh, named Moses, okay? But as he grows up, then uh, he begins to realize some of his destiny, and he begins to connect with his people. And then there's a day where he goes out, and he sees an Egyptian harming one of the Hebrews, and he beats this guy up. Now, it's the beginning or the precursor, it's the start or the advance of him seizing his purpose. So he begins to recognize his sonship, and he begins to recognize who he is, and then he begins to seize his purpose. But as he seizes his purpose, then he is not, but he, all at once, then he's, he's uh, caught in this period, this time of of pretty severe rejection, okay? And it wasn't just rejection because the word got out on this, so it wasn't just the rejection, uh, the, the Egyptians, but the word got out and he comes upon two Hebrews having conflict, right? And so when he comes upon these two Hebrews having conflict, uh, he tries to quench. Now he's, I mean, this guy is a, he's a reconciler. He's a peacemaker. Uh, and he might have had, you know, 18-inch biceps. I mean, he might have been a big peacemaker. I don't know. But nonetheless, you know, he's, he, he, so he's trying to get these guys to calm down and to make peace. And, uh, and these guys are like, are you going to hurt one of us like you took that guy out, you know? And so it was recognized that the story was out. The story, so now he's, now he's rejected by the Hebrews and he's rejected by Pharaoh. Pharaoh's out to kill him. And so... So you know the story, he goes out and, and hides himself in Midian. Restored Life is the ministry built and developed, designed to help you rebuild your foundation and restore your garden. We know that every single person faces sabotage, difficulties, every kind of obstacle and oppressive power to harm and to ruin their future. And so we are here to help you get restored and discover how to walk in restoration. Call us today, 253-922-1502, 253-922-1502, and ask about the Restored Life classes today. And the crazy thing is that God allows him to go hide himself in Midians. And so, so maybe part of the story is for you this morning as well that maybe things came up against you in, re in the realm of rejection, in the realm of, uh, of your gifts. And this is one of the realms where rejection operates is that there's just no demand for your gifts or your talents. Uh, if, there's not, if there's not a strong demand for your gifts or talents, or, or if as your gifts and talents emerge and, and begin to be demonstrated, it seems like there's not a demand for what you are gifted and called to supply, then there could be this overwhelming sense of rejection. And so it could be that you're put on the back burner for a season, right? 
Uh, that's actually what the word Adullam means when David was hiding out in the caves for, for several years. After he's anointed of God, he's out hiding in the caves. And, you know, the word Adullam means to, to, to dangle. It means to be put on the back burner. It, it, it's, and our lives can be like that. And God allows Moses to be out there for a season of time. And it seems like he's functioning okay. He marries out there. He has children out there. And it seems like he's functioning all right. And it could be the same for you. You know, you've, maybe you've walked away from something uh, in God. Maybe you've walked away from something in your dreams. You've walked away from something that you felt really called to at one time. And there was just something alive within you. And maybe even it was years ago. And I just feel like God wants, he's about ready to revisit some of you. And so maybe even there's not even a consciousness. Uh, you know, Moses was out there so long. He was out there 40 years. Maybe there wasn't even a present tense consciousness uh, of what he'd walked away from. You know, sometimes we can get so far away from something that we once burned with, but we walked away from. We even rationalized or justified our walking away from it. And God hasn't even convicted us that we were wrong to walk away from it. Maybe we've been along, uh, 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 we've been gone so long from what it is we walked away from that we've, we're, we're not even conscious of it. But I just feel like God is about to revisit a bunch of you. So, so then we fast forward, you know, uh, and how are you going to respond to Papa when he does this? Because I, I just feel like that God is, God is wanting to call you now back and call you out of the desert land, the Midian place, uh, he's wanting to call you into something new and fresh again. He's wanting to revive something within you. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know what all that means. I just know that this is the word of the Lord this morning. And God wants you to prepare your heart to respond to him in a, in a willing way. God wants you to prepare your heart to respond to him in a willing way. And this, this, is part of, this is part of what we're, the whole story of Moses, part of why the story is in there is because Moses had a real hard time with the, with the visitation. Moses had a really tough time with the visitation, you remember? And the discourse went along for quite a while, and yet after, after a long period of discourse, then and God telling him how I'm going to do it, and you're going to say I am, and you're going to say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and and you're and I'm going to help you, and I'm and throw this throw the staff down, and now pick it up, and after all of that, after a long period of discourse, and God really laying out a lot of the ingredients on the back of the box, and really just you know helping him understand how it was going to happen, then Moses still, Moses still. Chapter 4, verse 10, said to the Lord, Please, Lord, I've never been eloquent, nor ne neither nor, nor recently nor in time past, nor since you've spoken even to your servant. I didn't suddenly become eloquent while we're talking either, for I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. And so the Lord said to him, Who made man's mouth and who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and even I will be with your mouth, and I'll teach you what to say. But he said, please, Lord, now send the message by somebody else. 
And then the anger of the Lord was burned against Moses, and he said, is there not your brother Aaron? There was a bit of an argument back and forth, and you can look further at that, but I just want to entreat you this morning that God wants to revisit you. God wants to revisit some things in your life, but part of the smell of smoke is that we have, we've said, you know, I can live without it now. Have you ever wanted something uh, really bad and, and you wanted it really bad and then, then you got frustrated that you couldn't have it? And then after a season of frustration, you actually kind of went into pouting. And then at the end of pouting, you went into, okay, I can live without it now. Whatever. And then somebody brought it to you and you're like, no, I don't want it. You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.